blessing. It's like a dream every single day, you know, to be able to do what you love. A lot of people ain't doing what they love. Come on, speak Come on, on that. Let's, let's talk about let's it. Talk. A lot of people ain't doing what they what they love, and it's emulating. Good leadership is servant leadership. Um, mm. You have to be able to serve first. Um, and what I mean by that is you, you have to be able to serve first, and then you also have to be flexible. Yes. Um, leadership is being able to lead from the front. Mm-hmm. Being able to lead from the side, which is walking along with the individual yeah. and then leading from the back. people that can take the vision of what I'm doing mm-hmm. and run with it and implement it before trying to take it and be in the limelight. And yeah. we both over here and who's doing the work? But for me, it's all about the work. Yeah. It's about the impact. It's about disrupting the status quo and 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 continuing to to build out this movement yeah. um, until you know I can't anymore. Mm-hmm. podcast it's your hostess with the mostest maisha and this is a place where we celebrate black creators innovators and entrepreneurs who are doing amazing things in the creator economy one post at a time so in other words we're winning for everybody black and today we have a special guest who is doing amazing things in the community and we want to introduce him to you so before we get started let me read a little bit about him his name is tyrone nance he is a seasoned community organizer researcher in dynamic force and community impact. He's had over a decade of experience. He's also the founder and CEO of It's Bigger Than Us, a 501c3. He showcases unparalleled leadership, emphasizing social impact, diversity, equity, and inclusion. He's also a thought leader. He excels in public speaking, blending inspiration and with practical insights. His expertise spans beyond the scope of community involvement, but also program development, project management, stakeholder collaboration, volunteer management. He's led over 500 community-led events in Los Angeles County. His influence extends to cross-cultural communication, creativity, innovation. He also works as a lead community outreach specialist at USC. He also is the vice president of Los Angeles chapter of Black Professionals Network. Let's welcome Tyrone Nance. Hey. What's going on, sis? That is a fire opening. <laughs> right? Yeah, I appreciate you. Listen, I have to give you your props. We got to get the flowers. when we, You know, while we're breathing, we got to give our people our flowers. But before we start, I have a question for you. When did you know that black creativity was the culture? I knew that pretty much all of my life. Growing up in the black mm. church, I I knew uh, immediately. I grew up at West Angeles Church, and so yes. uh, Magic Johnson was there, uh, is there, um, Queen Latifah, Ty, uh, Tiny Lister. All of these people I saw as a kid, I, I thought they were my family members. I, I, thought, yeah. I, I thought they were just regular people. I didn't even know that they were industry people. But Crazy. growing up in the church, I, I saw the, the singers move to – um, uh, as they as they like to say, like you know, move into the world and, mm-hmm. and influence like music. Like, I feel like the black co- the black culture, the black church, is the black like it it, it yes. just is the it's the entire world. I mean, yes. like from music to art to to food to everything. So from a from a very young kid, I, I yes. knew that that was the truth. Yeah, and I can relate because I grew up in the church. My mother's a minister. My aunt's a pastor. Uh oh! So you so, got you got them like them listen. PK vibes. Huh? That's, <laughs> that's me. PK. Like I'm not a, I'm not a PK kid. Uh, PK right. stands for like pastor's kid. Yes. But like if you're in that little bubble where you go into the shut in, right? You you starting <laughs> off in the morning. You go to a little lunch or somebody's house in the yes. afternoon, and then you back at church at Come night. On. You know, it's your whole it's churchy. Day. It's churchy. So, I love okay. it. Yeah. So that's a part of our community. You know, the church as a whole really sets the tones for everything in entertainment as well. Like we look at music, we mm-hmm. look at how people communicate. It's the church. It's the church. And that's where we get our foundation. But I want to go from the beginning with you. Where okay. did you grow up? How was life growing up? I grew up uh, in the Crenshaw community. Shout out to the Crenshaw district. I grew up on like 48th yes. and Crenshaw. Uh, graduated and went to Crenshaw High School. Mm-hmm. Went to West Angeles Church. Learned how to play basketball at the Crenshaw YMCA. Wow. Uh, so Crenshaw is home for me. And mm-hmm. so uh, in between church I also play basketball, so in between church and hoop, those yeah. are those parallel paths that kind of kept me like, 
grounded in the community. Yeah. The group of six abs, so shout out to all my uh, Come on. all my Avenue babies out there. Um, so a lot of and a lot of those cats I still like interact with yeah. and, and communicate with. But that was that was like my mini world like growing up. Yeah. And life as a young black male in the inner city, mm-hmm. you know, what are some of the effects that you've seen on like the community and the interaction between other young men and men in the community? How has that been for you? I'll say as a kid, it was fun. Like, it yeah. was fun. Like, we used to, like, go do backflips and, and <laughs> cartwheels. Like, we would all do trends at the same time. Like, right. we would all get bikes at the same time. And Absolutely. Who can willy the longest? We get the scooters. Who can do the little willy flips? Come and on. Backflips. And we're going to run up the trees. We're going to do it off the gate to somebody, like, fall yeah. and bust their head and stuff. We got to go to the hospital. Um, we would then we not would, the hospital. No, no, for sure. Cats was going to the hospital, man. I, I remember the homie uh, did a backflip off the gate. Oh, no. Shout Gustavo one time. He did a backflip off the <gasps> gate. And like landed on his chin, no. it was like it busted wide open though. But um, oh my god, th- that's that's what it was like playing. Those and then moments. You, you moved up to slap boxing and just all these different uh. things. Then the boxing gloves, and then you battling other blocks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, did all and that. We did so all it that. was it was fun. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was fun. You know. And then you hit that that period where everybody start banging. You know what I'm saying? Uh. Like I remember Let's uh, talk about uh, it. Uh, Audubon. You know, walking from like Sixth Ave to like. Um, to Audubon, you gotta you gotta go up the streets and the different mm-hmm. things. You crossing hoods and paths, and in between there, people trying to like, yo, you know, what I mean? put yeah. you on, you know what I'm exactly. saying? And, and, and the crazy thing is, it's the homies that you grew up with. They be like, yo, come on, and then you're like, yo, this is family, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so, um, so I guess navigating that was like interesting, but between church and basketball, cats mm-hmm. kind of was like tie tie different, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tie different, you know. Um, but those 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 things those challenges were there yeah um and then uh you know by late high school i'm i'm playing basketball i'm traveling i'm you know visiting my 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 dad's families in dc and Mm -hmm. families in texas so i'm already at that point i'm like bi-coastal in a sense and so i give my family credit for putting me in these different spaces because it the block was in my world yeah you know and I, i see now that the block it's still some people's world. Yeah, <laughs> Hello. yeah, that's true. You know, but uh, for me, it, it allowed me to kind of see and step out. And then mm-hmm. I went to college. And so by the time I came back from college, um, I realized the peers and the people I grew up with were all different. And, yes. you know, you try to find that that lane of, like, oh, what up, homie? Let's go do this. And it's like, oh, I'm different. Like, we, yeah. we, don't, we don't rock and do that. So that was a, a interesting pivot, you know, and, and I'll say like now, you know, mm-hmm. being 35 turn, my birthday was December 1st. Come on now. Hey, you know, December babies. Yeah. Go Sagis. Uh, I now realize, you know, I've now moved into a mm-hmm. season where I've been able to build a strong tribe, uh, a strong group of, yeah. uh, of black men and leaders around me. Um, some older, some younger, just in between Absolutely. that I can build with. But it Absolutely. was a period where it was just like, all right, I'm mean by myself out here. Mm-hmm. I love how you said too, when you came back, you know, people were different. And we often experience that when you are elevating in different ways in your life and changes, like we change and evolve all the time. So that experience, I've had those experiences where you look at people and you're like, whoa, our our thought patterns are different. We're not into the same things. And sometimes that can be hard for young black men and they're trying to relate to people that they grew up with and still seem, oh, I'm still down. But, you know, how is that something you dealt with? Oh, my God. So um, I graduated from Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma with my undergrad degree in public relations. And I went away because I was just like, I got to get away. I got to get away. So uh, one of the first uh, males in my family to mm-hmm. get a degree. And at that point, I was like, if I get a degree, I'm automatically going to get a mm-hmm. job. Man, I came back home, man. What nobody <laughs> thinking about me? I was hard to get a job. You know, I was trying to give back. Not, right. I didn't know the nonprofit language mm-hmm. or the community organizing language. I was just going to these buildings like, can I get a job? And they like, I got a degree. Yeah. They're like, I, we don't care about that. What's right. your experience? You know? <laughs> And I remember being so depressed when I got home, mm-hmm. I went to what was familiar with me. So I went back to the block, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And here I am, post-college, should be looking for a job, just hanging out with the homies on the, on the porch, yeah. you know, with, with drink, smoke, whatever, yeah. and just catching vibes. And mm-hmm. knowing that, like, at any moment, my life can change and alter, because that was during the yeah. time, you know, people, you'd be on the block, cars be spending the blocks, you yes. know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. And, and and the homies is ready, too, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, I was there because I felt like I couldn't fit in the world. Like, I came back with a degree, and I, I wasn't fitting in. It was hard yeah. to find something, and I went 
what, what was familiar with me. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate um, all the homies that I grew up with because even in those moments, they're like, why are you here, Ty? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm here because I'm, I'm a part of the I'm here. Yeah. And they like, go home, bro. Come on. Mm-hmm. It's been a few days. That's it's love. been a few weeks, you know, and um, that was that was really important mm-hmm. for me. But uh, and that allowed me to separate. I remember I, yeah. I, I left and I went back home um, and from there I, 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 I go back. But like yeah. I never really went back to yeah. sit on a porch. I go back to like empower my community. Totally, totally understand that. And hey, it's your girl, Maisha from Keys to the Culture Podcast. Are you a creative building a brand and want to take your business to the next level? Then listen up because I got some exciting news for you. One of the fastest ways to reach your target audience is to promote on Keys to the Culture Podcast. Why? Because we have some of the biggest names in the game from musicians to CEOs to creatives and bosses of all kind. So this is your chance to tap into our audience to grow your business to the next level. We work with small businesses as well as newbies in the game. So don't worry if you're just starting out. We got you covered. Are you ready to promote on Keys to Culture Podcast? Well, click the link in the bio to promote today. And, you know, just as young black men, you know, a lot of young black men, they have negative stereotypes. And, you know, we go back to the hood and this gang banging, this drug dealers. And, you know, they pull from that. Yeah. You know, and and that's who the leaders are in their eyes. These are the men who are doing amazing. They may have lots of women. They may have the car. They have money or seem seem as though they have money. Mm -hmm. So it seems like that's something to look up to. But how important is to have positive leadership for black men in our community? I think it's I think it's critically important. And I think like Mm -hmm. even for some of the OGs uh, and some of the people that are in the community now, like they were positive influences on me. Like they still kept a covering on me. Like they still was like, all right, we doing this over here. So you go over there. Mm -hmm. Or even even when I was young, like they would be like, oh, we about to go to the Crenshaw High School and we about to go play basketball for a little bit before we go, you know, whatever we going to go do. And it was such an honor to go hang out with them and feel appreciated and seen and um, I remember there was a there was a basketball court in the back of Crenshaw. If you ever go to Crenshaw High mm-hmm. School, go to the go to the back where the outdoor courts are. We used to play basketball out there a lot on Sundays and yeah. Saturday mornings. And this past year, this past year, I got the opportunity to actually redo a court out there. That's amazing. The same court that I grew up with with the homies playing basketball, figuring out life, trying to understand girls, trying to understand business, whatever, mm-hmm. is now a court that has like been redesigned for the kids and for the people in the community. So I would say like, even though the lifestyle patterns are different on the block and in the community, like, you know, when a kid is special and you know, I think most of the time they're wanting to push you in a positive direction and they want Uh the best for you. And sometimes people's social circle Mm -hmm. where they grew up with only extends to this. Like they, they may say, I want the best for you. And from my lens, this is the best directional action. Some of them know further, like, Hey, like don't do that. Um, but I think it's all love. Like, I think it's all genuine, like love. Mm -hmm. Um, but unfortunately it's not, not necessarily like the right thing. Yeah, and I love the fact that you said relationships because relationships are so important, whether that's in business, whether that's in your just networking in your city. Um, how important is positive relationships mm-hmm. and some of the, the core type of people that you should have in your inner circle? Positive relationships is everything. Like mm-hmm. Positive relationships is everything. Like If people are toxic around you, you don't have to tolerate that's that. Exact. Put up boundaries. Come on. Um, compartmentalize folks in your life, whether it's your family, yes. um, close friends that you think you can't get away from. Like, nah, it's your life. You get to choose yes. who is in it and who's not in it, whether yes. it's blood or not blood. Yes. You feel me? And so posit- positivity is like everything. Um, and mm-hmm. I say like relationship building is is really key to me and everything that I do. So, yeah. um, you know, people come into your life for, you know, a reason, a season or a lifetime. And it's Absolutely. really important that you have the perspective to see what the differences are so yeah. you can put those those boundaries in place. Yeah. I mean, you know, just growing pains and you you understand that some people are just, you know, there for their season yeah. and, and it hurts, you know, and it doesn't feel good. And, you know, even through our professional lens, you know, you experience that to a certain extent, too. Like, yeah. how have you experienced that professionally? Shout out to TLC. Don't go chasing waterfalls out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, look, right. <laughs> look, man, um, 
I've uh, I've cried many tears and 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 and, and, and whelped many evening evenings yeah. over mm-hmm. friendships or over people um, that I thought had like my best interest or. Um, and another thing too, a lot of people like make sure the relationship is balanced, equally yoked. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, that's and good. and you know, um, and like the whole equally yoked thing came from the Bible, mm-hmm. where it was the oxen. They had like these collars on, and they would put another one on another one, and they're like yeah. walking, but they're equally like yoked because they're carrying yeah. something. And so you want to make sure the people, whether it's your partner, mm-hmm. you know, or the people you around, are equally moving. Don't be the one in a relationship doing all the work. I love that. Calling, texting, communicating, finding the the places to hang out, the the the, the business opportunities, yes. all for the sake. Nah, like if they not if they not on your caliber, if they not in that space, let them go. Yes. Let them go. Like there's there's so many more people on the other side of letting that person go that will elevate you, that will support you, that yeah. will put you in a different position that you will never get to if you don't let those people go. Like Woo. that is that is the defining Mm-hmm. definition of you getting to that next level destiny demands discipline and if oh you're not God. disciplined with your destiny you're going to stay stuck in the same place forever that's so good that's so good I, I feel like you know just as me professionally and personally it's just you have to sometimes look at it it's going to work it's not going to work yeah and that's just what it is and I love the fact that you're creating boundaries that's like one of the biggest things. It's new, man. It's is 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 new, you know. And I know we'll talk probably about my journey a little bit yeah. about it's, it's bigger than us and just my community work. But you know, every season I'm like, you know, like I'm just in a new space, and yeah. so I'm constantly have to recalibrate uh, my placement with people and boundaries and certain people, certain things and yeah. things I've never had to look at. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so. Yeah. I feel like that's something you should probably do every single day is like check in with yourself yes. and be like, all right. Um, and don't, don't second chance where you're going. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you know where you're going in life and you're stepping in that direction, almost anticipate what you need to do at that next level. So it's easier to incorporate once, you, once you're there, Yeah. because once it happens, you playing catch up. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we playing catch up with the people in our lives that we need to cut off or we playing catch up with the, the the books we need to read or the yes. partners we need to have or the funding we need to be saving, the things that we need to do. No, you got to see that thing, yeah. write it down, make it plain. Yeah. You know, a lot of people doing a vision boards. Nah, man, forget those vision boards, man. Do a promise board. Ooh. The vision is like it's like it's like a it's like it's 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 it almost feels superstitious. Like I'm gonna put this car up and do this. I'm gonna right. do that. And some people are very goal oriented where they can like I'm gonna get there. Yeah. But like for me, I'm I'm doing a promise board, right? I where that. I am promising to myself that I'm gonna be mm-hmm. disciplined enough to get those different things. I love that. Ooh, <laughs> I, that's so funny because I did talk about that a little bit. I ain't gonna go too deep into it, but I did talk about vision boards, and I was saying, you know, I'm action oriented. Yeah. So I'm like, nah, I'm setting some goals. This is gonna happen. Yeah. Q one, two, three, <laughs> yeah. four. Okay, yeah. that's how I'm gonna yeah. move. That's how you know you're real. You breaking them up in the Q one. Oh, Q2, period. Q3, Q4. That's why when I talk to somebody and they start talking Q one and Q two and and, and yes. internal extra, I'm like, yeah, 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 they know what they're doing. They know what they're oh, doing. Oh yeah, you know? we're not playing no games out here. Oh, put these pictures up. You know, I got. <laughs> You'd be like, all right, cool, like, all right, cool. Right, but sometimes it don't happen. See? Right, right, and that's and that's what we got to start doing. We got to <laughs> stop procrastinating, y'all. We got to get real about our goals and our dreams because if we not gonna do it, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna do it. No it's one's gonna, gonna come gonna and sprinkle fairy dust on us, and things are gonna happen overnight. It takes hard work. It takes yeah. dedication. It takes discipline. Yeah, and I think a lot of us. We like the easy button. You know, we live in a very fast-paced society, mm-hmm. and technology has somewhat made us crippled to a certain extent. Absolutely. But listen, but we still can do the work. Mm-hmm. We still can make things happen. Everybody wants to look good. You want to have the nice house, the nice yep. cars, yep. live a certain lifestyle. Whatever that is for you, whatever success look like, you got to put in the discipline. But it brings me to It's Bigger Than Us. Yeah. Let's talk about that. What is It's Bigger Than Us? Give us a breakdown so the people know. So It's Bigger Than Us is a 501c3 mm-hmm. nonprofit um, that is an uh, organization that focuses on solution-based um, yeah. activations for the community. And we do that through a number of lenses, through mm-hmm. creating strong, immersive volunteer opportunities, Amazing. big community activations, mm-hmm. you know, with five and 10,000 people coming out for resources and items. Um, school programs, community mm-hmm. builder programs in elementary, middle school, and high school. 
um, as well as service learning trips where yeah. we, we take our community leaders and we go to Amazing. Black Wall Street. We go to Tulsa, Oklahoma and go to yeah. Black Wall Street. So we're going this year for the third year. So you got to go. Oh, that seemed like I need to go. You know, but <laughs> it, it, did, it didn't start off that way. It started, it's, a, it's still a movement. Like if you go to the website, I'm not even on there. Yeah. Like I, I don't if for me it's it's a it's an advocacy lens. It was like, you know, during two thousand twenty when the world was upside down, yeah. it was like um and we after we come from protesting and screaming Black Lives Matter and mm-hmm. Blue Street, our streets and what do we want? Justice and when do we yeah. want it now? What do we go and do? Come on. What do we go and do? We go back to our communities, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And so for me, um I had the opportunity to be able to lead a few um protests. When wow. I didn't even know, I didn't even know what was up or down, and it was a beautiful thing. And I remember the very last, well, one of the last ones. Uh, we've been protesting for hours, and we we're at the corner of Hollywood and Highland. Mm-hmm. You know, helicopters were around, National Guards are over here. You know, we had thousands of people uh, in the in a circle, sitting down. Yeah. I had the bullhorn. I'm just talking, and I realized that. It's bigger than us. Mm-hmm. Hope has to be greater than fear. And I, I went immediately and started um, a, a group chat with mm-hmm. some of the guys in the Crenshaw community. Um, shout out to all them. Um, they play such a critical role in, yeah. in, in IBTU being what it is now. And started this group chat where we would just communicate every day. We would be on Zoom. We would just be vibing. And eventually, over a few few weeks, a month or so, um, a principal reached out to me from Crenshaw High School Amazing. and was like, can you put together some back-to-school items and some resources? Mm-hmm. And I was like, bet. And I went back to the group, and I was like, yo, this is our moment. Let's do this. Yeah. And so we raised like uh, $12,000 in like two days. Whoa. And this is right in the middle of the pandemic, so this yeah. is right when they saying unemployment is, is, is high and mm-hmm. black people ain't got no money. Look, it, we, we, we had enough money to put together and raise $12,000 in two days to That's be able amazing. to give Crenshaw High School all school supplies. Mm-hmm. So I remember, this, and this was crazy, dude, where it was like, started a GoFundMe, first GoFundMe that we've ever done. We raised this money, and we're like, okay, cool. Uh, next week, we got to go buy this stuff. And there, you know, you, you go to the, uh, try to get the money out. It's like six to eight weeks. You're like, Whoa. oh, snap. So I remember, uh, uh, shout out to Noel, uh, D. Blair, Brian McTeer. We all just kind of like put our credit cards down and just bought all the yeah. supplies and just was like, yo, we're going to pay ourselves back later. Period. And I remember I was getting all these school supplies and we didn't even have enough money for backpacks at that time. So Crazy. we just got ribbons. We got tons of our, our families and friends to come volunteer. Mm-hmm. And we wrote little notes that said like, have a great school year. Oh, wow. And then from Monday to Friday, we just showed up and drove volunteers from all over. We had about 120 people come out yeah. through that week to just volunteer and at the end of the, the last day, we got these blue uh, tote bags mm-hmm. and we got a food truck. Shout out to DJ Kevy Kev. He brought the food truck and uh, also uh, DJed it. And we yeah. had this blowout party. And, That's amazing. Uh, Spectrum News came out. Shout out to Tor- Taylor Torregano. That was like the first interview we did. You know, still doing them now. Phenomenal. And, in 2000, uh, 2024. Yes. Um, and the rest was history. I, I immediately... Filed the paperwork. Mm-hmm. Make sure you file your paperwork, y'all. Y'all, y'all doing all this business pro bono. Listen. Y'all, y'all missing out on y'all blessings because y'all not doing the paperwork. Um, and so I did my paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, by the and, and, and that was a critical moment because up until then, it was just dudes. Yeah. At that moment, we opened it up and, like, women came out of just everywhere. And, and it created this balance. And they mm-hmm. were all like, yo, let's do this. And so by Christmas, yeah. we gave out 10,000 toys. At the Crenshaw YMCA with uh, other grassroots organizations uh, like Pass It Forward, Education is Key. Um, I mean, so many other organizations yeah. and so many other uh, dope people. And I remember at the end of it, this is super important. Mm-hmm. I, it was at the YMCA. It was a long line. I, I remember at the end of the day, you know, we had cars lining up for five and six hours just for a few toys and some wow. groceries and some resources. Mm-hmm. We had hundreds of volunteers. And I remember at the end of the event, everybody celebrated. They rejoiced. They were happy. They're like, look what we did. We did it. Yeah. But my heart was like, ah, man, why is everybody in these cars, man? It's Christmas yeah. Eve, man. They used to be home with their families. Like, what are they doing? Yeah. And I was really sad and confused. And I was just like, man, the gaps between the have and have nots yes. have widened. Yes. What are we doing out here? Who's doing something? And so I started a food distribution wow. early 2021. 
with these cue cards that said, how can I help you? I didn't know nothing about oh, it. And wow. this, this is what got me over to USC to, mm-hmm. to, to, to be a research and, and health uh, organizer um, for them. But I got these cards that said, how can I help you? And I put their zip code. Yeah. And my goal was to be able to give these to the council district yeah. and to the county and to whoever wanted to help, you know? Yeah, yeah. And as I started getting these cards and I started reading what people were saying, you know, I need um, diapers, I need food, I need a job, wow. I need this, I need this. And I started seeing these zip codes of where it wasn't around the corner. People were coming from all over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at that moment, I was like, all right, like, we got to, this is a, this is a, this is a real thing. And yeah, like, yeah. And, you know, three years later, you know, we've opened four different ones and, That's you know, giving out hundreds of thousands of food, you know, mm. but it's not just food. It's, it's also health providers that are yes. at these sites, you know, like Charles University and like, mm-hmm. you know, LA Cares, all these different folks are, are pulling up with their resources yeah. to be able to connect with the community yeah. while they're getting food and while they're also getting resources mm-hmm. and items. And so, you know, I, I it's a blessing. It's like a dream every single day, you know, That's beautiful. to be able to do what you love. A lot of people ain't doing what they love. Come on, speak Come on, on that. Let's, let's talk about let's talk. it. A lot of people ain't doing what they what they love, and it's emulating. At this point, is it's is it's 2024, man. We didn't experience pandemics. We didn't yes. experience just the craziest stuff ever. And you think that you got to live in this box of let me wake up and chase this check? No, chase your dreams. Yeah, chase your passion. Yes. You, there's and there's so many people on the other side of your yes that oh you God. can help. If you just do it, that we're focused on the no's. Like, yeah. forget. The no's are a part of the process. But you saying yes to your calling and your gifting Amen. is going to bless the people that yeah. need to be blessed. And that's yeah. the problem in our mm-hmm. communities. We 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 lack the confidence. Yeah. Um, and we think that other people won't support our dreams. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. That's a fact. It takes consistency. And we talked about this. Yes. Consistency is key. Yes, it is. Consistency is key to the culture. You feel me? It really and, is. And um, for me, being consistent and showing up played a huge role. And, you know, I get it now. I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a limelight a little bit, yeah. like, you know, on news and TV shows and stuff like yeah. that. But for me, it's all about the work. Yeah. It's about the impact. It's about disrupting the status quo. And 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 continuing to to build out this movement, yeah. Um, until you know I can't anymore. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm I'm answering the yes. I'm answering the call for whatever that I looks like. That. Oh my god, oh my god, answering the yes. <laughs> I'm about to take that, y'all. Um, I love how the fact that you said, you know, it's community impact, mm-hmm. and to me that's action. Because we talk a lot about what we want to do, how we want to do it. And then you look around and it's just nothing but a lot of conversations. You, and said, no that, you said that you said something earlier about mm-hmm. like how our generation is so fast paced. Yes. The microwave generation. Mm-hmm. I remember, uh, you know, once I once I got uh, so once I graduated from undergrad, I uh, couldn't get a job and start working at Hertz rental car and was doing very well, you know. But I realized I wasn't like doing what I was called to do. Um, I went in back to school mm-hmm. to the Pacific, got my master's in transformational urban leadership. Wow! And I did an internship at Community Coalition, which exposed me to a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also did an internship at the Union Rescue Mission um, in Skid Row, where I end up being hired as a volunteer coordinator, mm-hmm. as well as a case manager. Mm-hmm. And I was able to really just dive into the community. And Amazing. I remember um, wanting to just do so much for our, my community, wanting yeah. to do so much for the, the, the Skid Row. And I, my, my, the supervisor at the time was like, Ty, you got big dreams and big visions, but if you can just pour into what you have in front of you mm. and just get really good at just doing the same thing over and over, everything's going to open up. And mm. I listened to her. Yeah. I was quiet. I listened and learned. Mm-hmm. I absorbed. And I said, I'm going to wait till my time comes to me to be a to be publicly like engaged yeah. and supportive. So I, I was quiet for about 10 years, just learning, 10 just years. listening. And then in 2020 is when I was like, all right, like it's time. Yeah. But the the rest of that, I was quiet. I just did the work. I just shut up and did the work. And a lot of us don't want to yeah. do the work, uh, be quiet and do the work. And I think another thing is mentorships. Um, oh yeah. You don't 
have to engage a person directly and say, hey, please be my mentor for you to learn from them. Mm, you don't. There was this, there was this uh, scripture in the Bible where it's like, if you don't want to praise and worship God, he'll have the rocks cry out in his name. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I thought that was so crazy. And I was just like, and I was like, I'm going to learn from this rock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I start observing all the different people around me that I saw something in. Yeah. And I wrote it down. If I had time to ask them a question, I did. Yeah. But they were my mentors from afar. They didn't even know it. <laughs> Some of these people don't even know it that I that I pull a game from yeah. all these different, different places. You know, and so and then also we can learn from bad leadership. You don't yes. you you don't have to just be like everything you did right. No, no, no. Learn from what people do that's wrong so that you don't have to repeat that. That's and so, so I I listened, I learned, I watched, I did the work, I researched, I studied, I did books. You know oh. what I mean? And, and all of those things played a hand. It's not an overnight sensation mm-hmm. or success. Mm-hmm. No, this is like, this is work from a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I think if we, you know, shut up for a second, be quiet for a second, do mm-hmm. more listening than talking, mm-hmm. we would get a lot further in our careers. Oh, that's so good. Man, I, like I told him beforehand, I worked in corporate America. I work for that same rental car company, Shall, shall Remain Nameless. Um <laughs> And I was in leadership role there. Really? And it was a time. Let's just say that. Um, we'll talk I about that in another day. Leadership roles. I was out there pedal pushing. I was out there <laughs> two for five, two for five, two for five. Upset, Not upset, two upset, for five. Upset, upset. Oh man, when I went out, when I went out in the bed, oh my God. My last my last week I called all my clients, customers. I said, look, you want a Mercedes? Five dollars. Like, you know. Five dollars. I was out there. Man. Doing the most. I was out there, man. They was mad. So what? I'm gone. Peace. Bye. You know, it was a lot. It was a lot. And I understand. I understand just being in leadership. What does good leadership look like to you? And what does bad leadership look like to you? Good leadership is servant leadership. Um, Mm -hmm. You have to be able to serve first. Um, And what I mean by that is you you have to be able to serve first. And then you also have to be flexible. Yes. Um, Leadership is being able to lead from the front. Mm hmm. Being able to lead from the side, which is walking along with the individual, yeah. and then leading from the back, which is empowering and pushing folks forward. Yeah. Most people just want to be in the front of the camera. They want to be telling people what to do without understanding what they're doing. Yeah. You know? And yeah. then they're also walking alongside somebody. We're partnering. We're collaborating. We're walking hand in yeah. hand. You, you don't always want to be in the front. So I think good leadership is one, being a servant leader, mm-hmm. understanding every position in the game for yourself. Yeah. And I always go keep going back to church, but it was like there's a difference between a pastor and a preacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, 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 a pastor is someone that is is, is stewarding the flock, the community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they know the janitor role. They know uh, the missionary role. Yes. They know the deacon role. They know all the positions. Yes. And they can do it efficiently and effectively. The musicians and all the different stuff. You know, They know the keys to singing, whatever. But a preacher can give you a good word, a message, mm-hmm. get whatever, but that's all they can do. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and there's some that do it really well, and they make a good living off of it, and that's cool for them. you know. Yeah. And, and these things translate into the different industries. Yeah. But we need more people that are able to be multidisciplinary professionals in their fields and crafts yeah. to be able to succeed. Yes. And I, as an entrepreneur, a full-time yeah. one, you know what it looks like to play every position. Oh, yeah. Everything. Let me tell you something. I'm, I really want to build my team. Like, that's on that's on my board this year is to build a team of great people who have some of the same qualities I do. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing it by yourself as an entrepreneur, and like I always say, it's like a roller coaster. It mm-hmm. goes up and down. Everything mm-hmm. is not going to be, like, smooth. You're going to have some bumps. Sometimes you ain't making the money you think you was gonna make. <laughs> hey, hey, shout out, shout out to uh, the Black Professional Network president, yes. and Roxy. Come um, on, Roxy. She, uh, uh, she's the president uh, of the Black Professional Network Los Angeles, and I remember uh, this chat, it, it, mm-hmm. and, it, and it relates to this. It, it, it was this meme that popped up. It said, "Stop hiring people that want to be you." Ooh. Stop hiring people that want to be you. If if. And and that and that hit that that that's always going to hit me because I'm an extrovert. I'm a visionary. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a bridge builder. Yeah. I am, you know, in the intersection of impact. Right. Yeah. For me, I always attract those people, mm-hmm. and I try to hire those people. But what I need is executors. Yes. I need people that can take 
the vision of what I'm doing mm-hmm. and run with it and implement it before trying to take it and be in the limelight. And yeah. we both over here and who's doing the work? Exactly. You know, then I got to double back and do that. And so um, we got to stop hiring people that want to be us. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. Cause yeah, cause I, I want somebody who's great at what they do. So I won't have to worry about it. Cause you know, wearing many hats can be tiring sometimes mentally. So I want someone who's great over there. You do that. Amazing. I don't do that. I need you to be an expert. <laughs> you know, another thing too, um, one of the oldest, greatest books in the game, rich dad, poor dad, mm-hmm. um, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You don't want exactly. to be the smartest one in every single thing you do. If you do something well, do that thing well. Yes. But be um, smart and confident enough to be able to have the people around you that can advise you and steer in these directions yeah. without being in your feelings. If they yeah. say, if you say, oh, I want to go and do this and do this and do this, and they're like, ooh, that doesn't yeah. work. A smart person is going to take that advice and be like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that and implement it. A, a person that's not being smart and confident is going to push those people away and try to do their own thing and end yeah. up hitting the wall. Yeah. We don't need to hit walls. We need to be able to to to, to have people around it that's great, but we also need to make sure we're not hiring people that's trying yes. to be us. It's a it's a it's a it's a balance of trial and error, but there there are people yeah. that have done it efficiently and effectively and if you can find those people around you that can teach you that, yes. you're going to win. I feel like I'm in a season um, of scaling, yes, um, but I good. also realize um, growth is the enemy of transformation. Mm. Growth is the enemy of transformation, and you want to be very careful with you wanting to expand and grow um, where it waters and dials down your voice, your impact, and what you're doing. And so yeah. I'm very, I'm being very... Um, um, you know, cautious and sincere about how I move and yeah. how I operate within my businesses and myself to make yeah. sure that it's still about that transformation. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I want to go back to um, it's bigger than us because one of the things I want to talk about is creating your 501c3 okay. because a lot of people who want to develop yes. a nonprofit, like what are the steps that you took to develop your nonprofit? And what are some things that they need to know, some, like, must-haves? Okay. That's actually really good. Um, mm-hmm. Shout-out to my cousin, Lati Passaport. Um, she was the one, um, my cousin, yeah, she was the one that when I said I wanted to, like, start it, mm-hmm. we sat down and she took me through it. So there's three ways you can start a nonprofit mm-hmm. that I'll tell you the one I did, but I'll tell you the, the other two options. I went through LegalZoom. Mm-hmm. I went through a corporation. I didn't want to have anyone that knew how to do it to, to lord that over me. Yeah. Or, to, you know, if I'm hitting you up with the paperwork of this and let's say you out the game, you know, it's like a full-time <laughs> job for you, you know, right. it's a hustle. You know, you out the game and I can't get my paperwork and I need to mm-hmm. and I'm just like, look, I, I don't want to go through that. Um, and then, so there's corporations mm-hmm. like LegalZoom and so many others. Then there are individuals that specialize in it. Um, there's one in the community currently, the Nonprofit Plug, mm-hmm. Dr. Sharon. Um, she has one where you can just hire her and her team to be able to knock that out. Absolutely. Then you can just do it yourself. Yes. If you if you are um if you have the time, the capacity, you're 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 good with like paperwork directions. Mm-hmm. There are easy step by steps you can Google that is significantly cheaper than both <laughs> the first options for you to do that. You right. know? And once you get it going, you know, um you'll be fine. Um but within that paperwork to get started, all you need is a, uh, is a treasurer, a secretary, an executive director mm-hmm. on that. And then you can, you know, build out your bylaws and the boards and all those different other right. things like that as it, as it comes. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But um, that's one lens. And then the 501c3 tax exempt mm-hmm. comportion is, a, is a, a different lens. So it's you get your nonprofit. That's something you have to pay for. Right. Then the 501c3 is also something you have to pay for. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, all of it was under 2500 Oh. And it had like payment okay. plans on it too and everything yeah, like we, that. Yeah, we love know? that. Um, but I knocked that bad boy out, you know, uh, and... And I did that within two weeks. So by the time January hit, we already had like the back to school, the Christmas event. Yeah. Um, that, you know, we got our first check to to kick off 2021. 
um, where we got uh, $2,500 yeah. from um, LAUSD Parent Board or something like that. Yeah. And we were going to put it in our bank account. But when we go back to when we started wow. that, that uh, the GoFundMe, uh-huh. I took that money. I went to the bank. I said, yo, can I put this in the bank account? They was like, bro, you ain't got no EIA number. <laughs> you know, and, you know, and I didn't even know what that, that was. Come on, I was just like full of passion, full ready to go. But I was learning as I was going, you know. Yes. And so once I was able to get the EIN number, then I can go to the bank, start it, put my little money in there, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you know. So it was, that's awesome. But I, but honestly, after after that, it was just it was just easy, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think too, like with the just if you doing an LLC, S corp, C corp. Are a nonprofit. It's similar. Most of it's all the same process, yeah. usually. Um, and even going into the nonprofit space, like, has there been any challenges in building your nonprofit, or has it been, you know, you still learning as you go? Yeah. That's oh, just life. it was. Uh, you know, I've always been sort of like a like an outcast, it, like mm. sort of just like on a on a back burner. Like, yeah, I hooped in in high school and colleges mm. and stuff like that. But I never really fed in, you know. Mm. I was an anomaly, you know. Uh, And uh, truly all of us are, but we try to fit into these modes that aren't ours. And, again, you know, us doing that takes away the blessings of the ones that we were created to help and serve, you know. Mm -hmm. And so for me that was was always a challenge. Uh, But kind of moving into, like, the nonprofit space, the first year was just – excitement and just you know it was during the pandemic so it was you know it was just excitement the second year um was about building that foundation and Mm -hmm. that separation so you know we had maybe 40 people when we started then it went from 40 to like 30 to like 20 to like 10 to like five to like one to like Mm -hmm. one or two then it started to to kind of build and expand back so it's natural to run through people. It's natural to to have people come in. You know, reason, seasons, lifetime. You got to get over that. If you're a business owner or or you're in this space for entrepreneur, you got to get over the fact that if you start with somebody and you're not with them now, that you are doing something wrong because you're not. Right. You're just growing. It's just simple. And so, yeah. it's it's been challenging. It, it, so that that second year was all right. This is a real thing, mm-hmm. you know, and I felt like I had to protect the brand. Like it was, it was, you know, being pulled in a lot of different yeah. directions. And then the third year, um, a lot of jealousy, a lot of different people. Because a lot of people didn't see the vision. Crazy. They didn't see the vision, man. I, you know, before it was as bigger than us, it was called as bigger than ball. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, I got to show you this video. I remember my first initiative was at Crenshaw mm-hmm. High School. And my last back to school was at Crenshaw High School, which was crazy. Wow. But my first one was there. It was called It's Bigger Than Ball. We put together an alumni game. And, you know, the Union Rescue Mission, you have to enter to, like, bring a pair of shoes or socks yeah. to come in to play basketball. It was, like, $30, $35. It was, like, it was dope. Yeah. But it was so challenging because it was my first event in the community. But I did it with some of the same people I started It's Bigger mm-hmm. Than Ball, mm-hmm. It's Bigger Than Us with. And I remember in 2017 being at the center court, and I'm like, it's bigger than ball is not about, it's, it's bigger than <laughs> athlete. It's, it's about the everyday moms. It's about the everyday dads that are, yeah. like, fighting for this. It's about this. About this. And I'm just rattling it off, right? And and at the end, I was like, and everyone's looking at me, and I'm like, anybody else want to talk? They're like, no, can we go back to playing? But I, I was decreeing wow. and declaring in that moment yeah. that it was bigger than us. Yes. And then to be able to come back that, you know, four years later, do that same event, but it be wrapped into the back to school event where we gave out 5,000 backpacks, over 150 vendors. Amazing. Um, you know, uh, we gave away scholarships and um, awards and free concert with Duckworth and D Smoke and God Aww. and Buddy and Kyle Dion, like all these people pulling up. To go crazy at Crenshaw High School, we took over the whole thing. Crenshaw YMC, everybody there, South LA Robotics, like Google, just everybody there. Inglewood Mayor, Council District Eight and Ten, phenomenal. You know, uh, shout out to Assembly Isaac Bryant, like all these different folks pulling up. You know, Big U there. You know what I'm saying? Everybody there. You know, so to 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 go from 2017 where people were just like, "What are you doing, bro?" Like to like now they like, "Oh, Uh we get it." And so when 2020 when you're 23, it was just kind of like, it was kind of weird where, mm. you know, you would see people that were, 
a bit envious and jealous wow. and it and it took a minute for me to get over it because like yeah at the same time i want to go back and forth with you like bro what you tripping on like or you know but i had to yes. like back yep. straight you know I'm what I'm a saying? Leader. Chin up you know what i mean let me focus you know and, yeah. and roxy played a big part in that because you know Beautiful. she got the source la so she getting hit all day with so yes. much stuff and um uh, she's also a big part too. I came in the spotlight too because yeah. she's like, "Yo, Ty, people need this game. They need to see what you're doing. Like yeah. this isn't normal, you know." And um, you know, after that, it, it got it got a lot better. Like once I stopped focusing on like the haters or stopped focusing on yeah. the, the people that were preying on my downfall and stuff mm. like that, and just start again focusing back on the people. Focus on your craft. Focus on your work. Stop looking to your left. Stop looking to your right. Who cares what everybody else is doing? What are you doing? Come on. Come on. What are you doing? Um, mm. and you know, Tiffany Lofter recently said something to me yeah. because, you know, I, I, a few, like all in 30 days, I met Stephen A. Smith, mm-hmm. um, Jack Black, uh, Jennifer Hudson. Yes. And when I, when I met Jack Black and I met Stephen A. Smith, I was starstruck and mm-hmm. I was just like, and I had this <laughs> idea when I met Stephen A. out in Miami, like, you know. I was like, I'm about to pitch this game show. I'm talking about it's bigger than us. I'm about to talk to yeah. him about this. And then I had this whole like, you know, because I've been at this point, my, my, I've been, I'm, I'm, I've been, I've been pitching and, yeah, and, and yeah, doing yeah. my thing. I'm feeling myself. <laughs> when I got in front of him, I was like, uh. oh my god. And I was so disappointed in myself. At the same time, I was like, look, man, you signed my book. I got free game from him, the whole thing. It was good. And I remember talking to Tiffany uh, on the phone. I was like, dude, I'm about to do this Jennifer Hudson TV show tomorrow. Like, help me yeah. not like be starstruck. And she's like. I know what you mean, Ty. First mm-hmm. time I met Obama. Like, that's, and that's so funny. Right, like, not first time so, I met Obama. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the first time I met Obama. It's a slight flex. No, no, no. It was like, first time I met Obama. Like, I get it, you know, but you got to remember, Ty, you're doing the work. Yeah. And that's why you're here for it. You're advocating for people in your profession that don't normally get to do what you're doing, so you're speaking for them. Yeah. And also, too, it's not about Jennifer as much mm-hmm. as it is the people that selected you and connected with you. Yes. It's about the person that's doing your makeup, the person that's doing your hair, the person in yes. the lot. Like, you got to connect matters. with these people. Everybody matters yeah. when you're doing the work. So when I, when I wake up, I got to be like, okay, what's my assignment today? Okay, my assignment is this. So anybody that come in my pathway, what knowledge am I getting from them and what knowledge am I giving to them? Boom. Mm, you know? And so. Purpose. And purpose. So, But mm-hmm. I stayed in my lane. We yeah. it's, it's like fool's goal. There's so many things that give us full goals that, that pull us away. Um, but there's there's definitely haters. There's haters now, and there's going to be yeah. haters forever. Yeah. You know, but it's bigger than that. It It's bigger than that. That's part of the journey, y'all. That's a part of the journey. Mm-hmm. I've experienced a lot of that myself in different avenues, whether that's corporate, well, entrepreneurship. How did, I, how, did you, how did you learn how to carry that? Like, how did you learn how to carry that with grace, though? Ooh. You know what? A lot of prayer, for one. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time with God. I went through a whole transitional period where it was a spiritual journey, and I had to get back to the foundation. You know, and I grew up in church, but when you grow up in church, sometimes you don't know God for yourself. You see, Ooh, that, you got to talk about that. Come Look, on. that's your mama and daddy's yes. uh, God. You know, that's your community's God. Come but is, is that your God? Is that exactly. your God? Who's God for you? Yes. But you really don't realize that till you really sometimes hit rock bottom. And yes. you ain't nobody around you. Oh my God. And you in that dark room. By and yourself. Like, I'm here. Crying. You're like, well, I'm here. Why you wasn't here in the first place? I wouldn't be here. Yes. And then you you at the bottom and you build that relationship. You you know, you uh and then you 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 know you get through that trial and tribulation, you going up that mountaintop and you get to the place where you're surrounded around people. But the key yes. to the culture and the key Come to on. the game is to remember who was there with you in that valley. Listen, you better you better preach up in here. I'm out here, man. I'm out here. You know I'm what? And that's exactly what I did. I got it right with God. Me and God, we we spent so much time together. And I had the ability to understand that this is only a moment. Mm. This is only a, a paragraph in a chapter of my life. This is not the end for me. And I had to look in the mirror every day and remind myself, you are a good person. Okay. You are kind. Yes. You are smart. Yes. You know, this is just a moment. Yes. These people are not going to be in your life for a lifetime. So there's other people who need you. So I had to speak life into myself every single day. And through prayer, and then also speaking to people who loved me. Mm -hmm. And when you learn and understand people who truly love you, Mm -hmm. 
it changes everything. Everything. Because all the fluff that's out there, all the people who just want to be attached attached to you because you're doing something, mm-hmm. you start to see them for who they are. Yeah. So it's okay to still love people, even if they're not going to be a close friend of yours or something. They may have some arter- arterial motive or anything, but you still can show them love. You got to still show people kindness. And I even went to pray for the people who did me wrong. Come on. Come on. And, that, and that's, that's how when you, you know. Look, you, and the thing is, like, you know those different, like, when people read scriptures, like, you got to pull those nuggets and nuances. Like, when you pray for your your enemies or the ones around them, yes. it does something to the atmosphere. It shifts, shifts it. And then it. Makes, you know, they become your footstools. You Come know on. Look, God hey, will look. prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. In the presence. Them, the, the same presence. people that talk about you be the same ones who going to need that prayer. The prayer that you're doing, even if it's in secret, you, you speak in life over them. Yeah. That can change their lives, oh whether they know it or not. And that's the hard part because yes. it's like you got to bless them. Yes. You know what I'm You got to really be like, man, forgive them for they know not what they do. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and and forgive me for like even, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I wish you the best. I wish you the best. Even if you stab me in the back. You know what I'm yep. saying? And, and, that's, and that's hard because as you're going to the mountaintop or as the crabs in a barrel bucket mentality, mm-hmm. people are trying to pull you down and you like, exactly. oh, God bless you though. God bless you. Yes. And as you doing that, you're going to ascend even higher. Come on. We that's how cut, you get through it. We got to cut in 2024. We got to cut those transactional um, people out of our life mm. in, in order for us to transition. Yes. I receive that. Because you know what? As you elevate the right people going to come in your path. Absolutely. Every every time. It's already ordained. But it's if you but if you ordained. don't make room for them, you're going you're going you're going to walk right past those people that were designed for you because mm-hmm. you don't got the capacity. Yes. Prayer, this is one of the prayers I ask. I say God prepare me for what you are going to bless me with. Mm. Preparation and expectation. Mm. When you pray. That has changed my life. That has changed my thought process. You know, when you have a transformed and renewed mind, mm-hmm. that was it. Mm-hmm. It changes everything. Mm-hmm. And you as a leader, not only in the community, but also within the entrepreneur space. Yeah. So the the Black Professionals Network, yeah. how did you get involved with that? Okay. And what is what is your vision for the Black Pro- Professionals Network? I'm sorry. Um, so I got uh, early February last year, um, Roxy... Mm-hmm. Um, she was the VP during that time, nominated me to receive an award. Amazing. And at this time, this was like my first award, like first mm-hmm. community award, like outside of like basketball and stuff. This was like, mm-hmm. this was a big deal. You know, and originally when she said it, I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, she's like, nah, you better get this. We, <laughs> we gonna go honor get this. You know, and so um, I did that and I got to meet um, the founder, Kanasha Paul, and, um, and a few other people like JoJo and a few other different people. And, from there, I just stayed around, and I remember she asked me. She was like, "Yo, do you want to like be my VP?" You know. Wow. And this was at a time where it's bigger than us grew to a million dollar like nonprofit. Crazy. And it wasn't like I went to go seek the money to get the money, but it was for the edification of like the work. Mm-hmm. And I started to learn these patterns of how to do certain things, you know. And I was like really wanting to diversify my business portfolio yeah. because um, if I don't know how to, I wanted to learn how to buy back the block in my community. Yeah. And if you don't know how to do that through real estate and you don't know how to do that with the bankers, you don't know, you're putting together all these amazing people, but if you don't really know what to, what you're doing, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of crazy. So I was like, you know what? I'm a industry leader and the nonprofit space i'm just i'm killing it like yeah just you know humbly yeah you know, respectfully and humbly what else can i learn how to do because you know start because a nonprofit. first off a nonprofit is a business yes uh, you know just because it's say not for profit it's still a business you're yes, still a is. business person so it's still entrepreneurial and i did really good with that and mm-hmm. so i was like okay I want to create LLC now, you know, I want to get in the space, but I need to learn other games. So I, so I said, yeah. I, I want to, I want to be the VP so I can learn a game. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. from there, um, uh, you know, me and Roxy work really well together. Um, and she's just such a dope individual where, she really is. um, the vision for VPN, um, mm-hmm. this year is all about legacy. 
mm. you know, um, finding finding ways for you to be able to meet your financial goals. I love it. Um, finding your tribe to be able to help you build that. Mm. Um, so we are launching some some programs and some workshops to be able to figure out like. Um, you have like these quizzes, uh, mm-hmm, like ha- legacy mm-hmm. house quizzes where you can figure out, um, who is in your tribe and who's in your space so that you can be able to build a relationship with. You Absolutely. Know? Um, and so for me, like the quiz, um, I'm a, I'm a, a diplomat mm-hmm. and I am in like the intersection of like impact, like, you know, political space and networking and all these yeah. different things like that. And so, um, I believe Roxy is a, a tycoon. You know mm, what I mean? That, that's fitting. It's, it's very fitting, you know. And so now when people come to BPN, they'll be able to take these quizzes. Yeah. And they'll be able to find out who's in their tribe because, you know, you're thinking the same, you're acting mm-hmm, the same, you're moving mm-hmm. the same. But guess what? You may need to, you know, if you're doing business with just the same, like, you know, uh, tycoons and all the time, you yeah, may need to be yeah. able to do business with some of the other different folks. So we got to make sure you get your quiz after this. Yes, um, please. To figure out what that looks like. But it's really legacy. Like, how can we get to that next yeah. financial goal within your household? Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you, what goals are you setting? Are you setting goals dreaming big enough? Yeah. To where are you still like, oh, I just want to get to that C suite? Maybe, maybe. Maybe you're called to start a business and mm. you're looking you're looking too small, but you need the right people around you to be able to build that Come up. On. So for us, it's that, yeah. but it's also being able to connect further, you know, with our Miami family, I love our it. Chicago chapter family. You know, this this year is you know, really you know, not yeah. just about being you know, we're 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 mm. local, but we're global minded. I love it. And so it's it's really about to be a fun year, just traveling and just impacting I love the world. That. Yeah, I'm actually working on something that actually will be great okay. for BPN. Okay. Yeah, I got some I got some programs coming. Um Let's work. definitely within the entrepreneur community. So I that would be a great partnership. And you know, with the Black Professionals Network, I was seeing it all over social media. All of a sudden it just blew up. I was like, what is this? And then Rocky's like, Yeah, come to this event. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go check it out. And there's so many amazing people in the room. It's and then you feel welcomed. You don't feel yeah. like you can't sit with us kind of mentality. It's yeah. like, hey, what do you do? Yeah. Okay, connect this person. I literally walked in and made at least 12 connections that night. And I have everyone's number. We exchange emails. And people are so welcoming and they want to work. People want to do things. So with the Black Professionals Network, what is the next chapter? What is going to happen next with the Black Professional Network in the city of L.A. specifically? Um, February and March. Uh, so every month is, is different programming. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're getting ready to uh, – this coming back around. We're getting ready to honor yeah. – um, about 10 men in the community that Amazing. are doing fantastic work. March, 10 women. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some fun things happening for like Juneteenth. Yes. Um, and, and in between there, you know, really just taking the the black professional mixers to the next level. Yeah. But also having like other collaborative opportunities to engage um, other industry professional businesses and networks. So, you know, we may be doing some stuff at the beach. You know, yeah. we may be doing some stuff where we're traveling a little bit, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And so um, the sky is really the limit, mm-hmm. but really it's about drilling down within mm-hmm. your tribe and really hitting your financial goals. Like we, we got to be able to put ourselves in a position to win and succeed. And, 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 I agree. And that's going to take discipline and that's going to take hard work. So yeah. all, this year is about programming. This is our 10th year, mm-hmm. 10th year in existence. And it's amazing. Uh, we have our big conference coming up. Uh, in November, uh, in Miami, yeah. uh, which you got to come to, you got to come is lit. So we definitely got to get you out there, but yes. really Los Angeles, we're going to continue to expand and, and, and again, take over, continue to take over the game. Cause it's, it's really, the, the game is really wide open. It really is. It's really wide open. I mean, like sometimes we have like two or 300 people sign up. I'll be like, what? Amazing. What? You know, and they'll come and they'll. They'll network and do things, but it's it's definitely been beneficial for Come me. On. Like it's it's paid off dividends. I love just it. being a part of it, and so I'm excited. Um, next week we got our first we got our first one, and uh, it's gonna be at the gathering spot. Hey, um, we're gonna do some stuff there, and we're gonna shop it around too, and just and, and do some stuff. So yeah. we're definitely gonna do a bunch of stuff in Lemur Park since I'm over there. Come on now, shout out to Lemur Park, y'all. Yeah, shout out to my Lemur Park family. Man, this has been such a 
amazing conversation. I feel like I've learned so much about you. I knew a lot already just from our network, but I'm like, wait a minute, this man is doing a little bit of everything. You are such a great leader and you're someone who I can see who's going to make extreme impact, not only in the city of LA, but definitely throughout the States and hopefully globally at some point. I definitely can see that as well. Um, and I, I wish you nothing but the best. And what's next for Tyrone? Um, I appreciate that. Thank you for those yeah. kind words. Um, that really means a lot. Yeah. It, it really does. It's, it, again, this is all still very new. I'm just used to putting my head down and doing the work. And so yeah. um, anytime I can get out and talk and share, I'm, I'm nervous a little bit. But mm -hmm. I just remember... Um, why I'm doing this and, and who I'm doing it for. Yeah. You know? And another thing, we're, we we do this work for yeah. the next us. Yes. We always got to visualize that inner us yeah. and who we want to speak to and connect to. Mm -hmm. they, they they want our authenticity. They want us to, to be who we are because that's mm -hmm. what attracts. You want to be authentically you because that's going to be able to attract the tribe Come on. That is going to be able to help you grow as a leader as well as help you grow as a person. Yeah. And so for me, this year is about systematizing and, and building out my teams and stuff to where I'm just like not running around doing all the work as mm -hmm. much. And, um, and uh, I, I, I mean, I think, yeah, this year is just it's just really focused on building out my team. There's mm -hmm. a lot of dope people around me and I just want to make sure. I'm supporting them the way they support me. Amazing. And um, it's also about me and my family. Shout out to my wife, Molly. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to Molly. To, shout out to Chester, uh, Golden Doodle Dog, and, and Kitty, and Oliver, and my cats and stuff. Oh, my you God. But really spending time with my family. Yeah, absolutely. Like spending, spending time. Like, uh, I'm doing 90 hours a week. A hundred hours sometimes a week, but I'm doing what I love, so I get so. Busted. I get it. You know what it is. Oh, I do. You be like, you, you know, and then you know, you be having lunch and you talking business. You supposed to be like, we supposed to be just right. Chilling. Our and never we, eat. And we just got back from Europe. We went to London and Amsterdam Amazing. and uh, Portugal and Porto and Lisbon. And I remember through the whole entire like two weeks, I was like, can we talk business? She's like, mm -hmm. no, shut up. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. we're not doing that. And I'm getting, I'm, you know, I'm talking to people in the, in the U.S. Like, yo, let's work. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, bro, chill. Like, you know what I'm Relax. saying? Relax. And I'm glad I had that time to chill. So I want to look like, I want to see what it looks like to take sabbaticals throughout the yes. year better. To be able to, you know, travel more Very and good. take care of myself. So this year is about finding that mm -hmm. for myself but also systematizing so I can like give some of the stuff away. Yeah. Um, and then the last point is giving the game away. I yeah. recently did a post where I was just like, I'm going to do free classes. I'm just going to do some stuff just to, just yeah. to, just cause you know, people are reaching out for mentorships or mm -hmm. internships or mm -hmm. different opportunities. And, and it is a, it's a lie. And I'm like, Oh my God, what do I do? All this? I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do some classes. You know, yeah, so I did a post fact. the other day and somebody was like, a bunch of people were like, yo, do a four week, six week cohort or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna do it. And I'm gonna the same things we talked about. I'm gonna talk about yeah. how to start a nonprofit, the different That's options. Amazing. I'm gonna talk about funding and how to get more funding and opportunities that are available. I'm gonna talk to you about how to position yourself in the marketing and the in the business yeah. space and also how to partner and collaborate because relationships is really really important mm -hmm. and so that's going to be big for me so anybody you know watching this or interested in yeah you know uh being a better community leader because that's what i'm gonna teach first absolutely i don't care nothing about the business mm -hmm. i care about the community leader the impact the yeah your why your reasoning if you're interested in that you know reach out. There's going to be plenty of opportunities to be able to plug that. Yeah. And that's what's next for me. That's amazing. Yeah, I definitely want to help okay. for sure. So, you know, give me a ring ding. Um, and I want to say, you know, to young people who want to start a 501c3 or just go in business in any way and go down a similar path as you, what, what advice would you give them? Um, I would say go volunteer in whatever field that you see that you like. Go ask questions and be curious. Don't mm -hmm. ever stop being curious. Don't ever stop asking questions because those are going to be able to be the light and the beacon to you getting closer to what you were created to do and mm -hmm. how you wanna do it. Um, so I would say volunteer, be curious, ask questions, research, read books, Study the game. Be a student of the game. That is a life thing. 
Yeah. That is a life thing. You never, ever uh, get to a point where you know everything. As soon as you figure out or you think that you know everything, it's over. You're not in that position anymore. So I would say volunteer. Mm -hmm. uh, Be curious. Mm -hmm. Ask lots of questions. Be a student of the game and let that guide and lead you. That's amazing. That's that's a positive note. So how can the people get in contact with you with your at, with your website, telefolks? You can follow me at Tyrone underscore D Nance. Um, you can also follow me on LinkedIn as well at Tyrone D Nance. You can follow me on TikTok mm-hmm. uh, at Tyrone D Nance. You can follow my organization. It's bigger than us on every platform from YouTube to Instagram to Facebook. Um, um, and then our website is it's bigger than us, LA.org. Um, we do work in South LA and around the city of LA. And we're always looking for volunteer opportunities uh, mm-hmm. and volunteer volunteers to come out and experience opportunities weekly, Tuesdays, Fridays, Saturdays. So, Please reach out to us, um, and let's continue to make this world a better place. Phenomenal. Thank you so much for being on the show, and thank you all for watching. If you want to follow the show, it's at Keys to Culture Podcast on all platforms, keystocculturepodcast.com. You can go to our website, watch our episodes on YouTube, stream us everywhere podcasts are played. If you want to follow me, at I am my each on all platforms. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you soon. Bye.